Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 2, titled One Way or Another. Uh, Okay, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, lots to talk about here. First and foremost, uh, Mutiny. They're still going strong. Uh, They're growing at a steady rate. Everything's good over there. And they're getting ready to expand, as we talked about last episode, into online trading. Getting into this new space that they sort of figured out from looking at their users. So now, of course, because of this expansion, they have to search for more funding. Which means they have to grovel at the feet of VC firms. Yay! Everyone's favorite thing in the tech world. VC firms. Woo! So, (laughs) Cameron and Donna start groveling at the feet of a lot of different firms. All of which they get denied, 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 denied. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that Cameron and Donna are both women. Oh, yay. Some good old-fashioned corporate sexism. And this comes to a head when they seemingly get an acceptance from one firm, go to dinner with the higher-ups, and are immediately talked down to and lowballed. They want $1.4 million, and these guys are like, eh, we'll give you a small amount, more growth, but like less risk. We're just trimming the fat. There is no fat. And it just spirals out of control like mad to the point where Cameron and Ghana... Cameron and Ghana? What? (laughs) Cameron and Donna end up storming out because comments are made that are just ridiculous. At one point, someone comments on Donna's lipstick of, uh, in a very sexual manner. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but no one wears that shade of lipstick unless they're asking for something on the side or whatever. Like, just some grossly, disgustingly sexist comment that absolutely infuriated me when I heard it uh, on both viewings, uh, both my original viewing and this viewing. It's just scummy and gross, and Cameron and Donna act accordingly, or react accordingly, I should say. Uh, So they then go to another VC firm, and they're surprised to learn that the person they're meeting with at said VC firm is Diane. The mother of the kid Joni got into a fight with. And Donna and her got along swimmingly at the at the parent conference. 
Oh, that it's it's nice. It's just it's delightful. Like it's this delightful coincidence. Like it's just it's someone they know. It's someone they have a relationship with already. This will be easy. They'll get the funding, no problem. She denies them immediately. She denies them like right out of the gate. So there goes their surest bet of getting funding. Uh, meanwhile, Joni's having a a birthday coming up, and a party's happening, and a bunch of kids get invited. Uh, some friends from Mutiny get invited. Everyone's hanging out, having a good time, while Cameron stews over why Diane rejected them immediately. And then, wouldn't you know it, Joni, in such a mature move, invited the kid she got in a fight with. Aw, how cute. Like, they've made up, they're friends now, everything's great. And, oh... Diane's there, too, because Diane is the chaperone of child. So, they have another opportunity to talk to Diane. Everyone's having a good time. It's a jolly old thing. Uh, Boz gets Joni a really terrifying robot butler. <laughs> Oh, God. Boz. Boz, I love you, man, but... You are stupid. (laughs) You are a dumb person. Even the kids are pointing and laughing. And Boz is like, hey, get away from my robot butler. (laughs) Like, he's so proud of this gift, and it just falls apart and breaks his awful immediately. And, you know, Cameron and Donna are able to get Diane aside and ask, okay, look, uh, why'd you deny us? And Diane's like, look, okay, it's a great idea, I love it, but someone else is already doing it. Uh, there's a company called Swap Meet, they're like 18 months old, they beat you to the game a while ago, you are not first, and so... No one wants to sink in $1.4 million in order to fight a battle that you might win. And, oh, wait, turns out, (laughs) Gordon, when talking to Joni, finds out, Cameron paid her 20 bucks to invite the other kid she got in a fight with to invite Diane's daughter. Womp womp. So Cameron, in her further quest of flat out becoming Joe McMillan, paid a child to get <laughs> get the lady from the VC firm over to the party. Real classy, Cameron. Real, real classy. 
And, you know, they're looking at swap meet afterwards. Uh, Gordon makes this big crack of, like, paying money to Cameron, saying, this is for all your help today. Like, sort of jabbing her, like, hey, I know what you did. Uh, but Cameron and Donna are looking at swap meet. And they're like, this is not even close to the scale we want. Like, it's a niche. They don't have the users we have. Uh, it's primarily sports memorabilia. Like, we want to expand it to co- cover everything and bring it to all our users. And so they go back to Diane and are like, okay, new plan. You don't have to give us $1.4 million. You just have to give us a few hundred thousand and help us buy Swap Me. So Mutiny making an acquisition. They're growing. They're becoming a real company that buys up other shit and integrates it into their product. Yay! And Diane accepts this. Diane accepts this and is like, okay, this is a good move. I like this. We're just immediately going to win right out of the gate and for not nearly as high a cost. Donna celebrates in the bathroom, accidentally kicking a stall open with a woman inside it, which is really, really funny. So everything's looking up at mutiny. However, in uh, Joe land, uh, Joe's still a scumbag, as it turns out. Uh, Gordon goes to another deposition. One of many he's been doing over the course of this lawsuit. Uh, he's being asked bullshit question after bullshit question after bullshit question after jo- after bullshit question. And then Joe barges in. And is like, hey, I'm prepared to give you 50 per- 50% of my stake in the company right now if you come work for me. No 60. No 70. 70% of the company... If you come work with me. And then, like, there's, like, this solid few seconds where they're, everyone's sitting in silence. And then Gordon's like, I don't want to work with you. You're a, you're a scumbag. You stole my idea. You're an asshole. I do not want to partner up with you again. And then Joe gives the amazing reply. All right. And now we know what this lawsuit is really about. And then he walks away. <laughs> so, um, bit of grandstanding there by Joe McMillan. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the new coder from Mutiny from the last episode, Ryan, uh, he's basically becoming Joe McMillan's stalker. He goes to 11 beaches in order to find Joe McMillan as he's surfing. So not only... Has he become like a Steve Jobs looking MFer? He's also a surf bro now. This guy can't get any douchier. Joe McMillan cannot become any more of a douchebag. It is physically impossible. He's di- he lives, eats, and breathes douchebag. What an ass! Models is looked after... Becomes like this wise tech genius Steve Jobs looking MFer, And then starts surfing. Ah! Uh, 
Like the, the the only thing they could do to make him look like more of an asshole is to have him eating an apple. Shout out to Cinema Sins. <laughs> One of the few good jokes they make. Uh but anyway. So Ryan tracks him down, corners him and is like, "Hey, did I I want to pitch myself to you. Like I need to work with you." Uh he hacks the schedule gets a meeting with him, and is like, I need to work with you. I need to work with you. I need to work with you. Begging Joe McMillan, nobody takes me seriously. I see something coming. I need to get on this ride with you. I need to work with you on whatever the hell you're doing next. And Joe's kind of looking quizzically like, eh, whatever. For like kind of running the gears in his head of like whether or not he wants this guy. Uh, meanwhile, Ryan's getting really, really pissy with the entire mutiny staff. He snaps at Boz at one point uh, because, like, Boz is just wasting my, my time, wasting my time, wasting my time. He doesn't care about, like, the inventory shit he's doing. Like, he doesn't like the lack of technical knowledge with Boz. Like, he's just like, just let me do my job. Let me do my job. Let me do my work. Blah, 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 blah. And then Joe calls up Ryan and is like, hey, you're working for me. 9 a.m. tomorrow. Come in. Also, do one more thing for me. And the next you see of Ryan, he goes to Gordon and says... uh, Gordon, by the way, wanting to help him throughout the entire episode. He goes to Gordon and is like, yeah, I'm working with Joe now. Bye. So, yeah. Joe just poached... A coder for mutiny. Just when you thought Joe's meddling in mutiny was done, he snatches up one of their fresh new coders. Wonderful. Uh, and that's the episode. So yeah. Uh, we're going to deal with more of these storylines in the next few days. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 3. Talk to you then.